Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. We're doing our live Saturday edition of the program. We do this thing seven nights a week, so be sure you join us every single night if you can. And if you miss something, you can always go and grab archives and more over at freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And uh, once again, freetalklive.com actually allows you to control the content of our website. So if you find something online that you think is interesting that you would like to share with our other listeners, you can just go to freetalklive.com and submit it as show prep. And then it will uh, pop up in our upcoming stories queue where it can then be voted on by other listeners. And the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So head over there, get interactive. And, of course, the site is free. Unlike a lot of those other talk show host websites out there. Uh, huge night last night for Ron Paul. Just huge. The Jay Leno show? Yeah. Yeah. You watched it uh, just before we started the show here tonight, Mark. That's correct. What are, you, what are your first impressions? Well, I mean, when you're talking about, <laughs> when you're talking about shows like Leno and, and Letterman, you're talking about some of the most viewed things on television. Ron Paul is hitting it big with The Daily Show, which is another huge comedy show. Have they had him on yet, though? I, I know yeah. they've oh, talked yeah, about absolutely. him. Okay. I, um, I just haven't seen the clips, I guess. You know, Ron Paul's uh, seems to have captured the hearts and minds of uh, people who are sort of in the younger demographics. Now, people that are in their camps, whether that's uh, the Republican camp or the Democrat camp, they tend to not like him. But, um, you know, the, the rest of the folks out there that know that the government is a gang of thieves and liars, well, then they tend to like Ron Paul. You know, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you probably should go and watch. I actually had the ability, even though I don't have television, I uh, had the ability to watch it live last night because somebody – did the you know did everyone the favor of streaming it on uh, UStream or something like that, and so um, myself and some of the other activists here in Keene, uh, we got together and we we watched it. And I was blown away. I, I certainly didn't expect him to be on for three full show segments. Yeah, and I mean, then he owned the show, right? And uh, on top of that, then the the after the after Ron was done, usually on these talk shows they have the the first guest stay out there. Usually they don't do very much with the first guest. Yeah, they just kind of sit there. But they just kind of sit there and smile. And uh, so I was glad to see Ron stayed out for the, the final segment of the show when Joe Rogan comes out. Now, Joe Rogan is the host of uh, Fear Factor, which is uh, one of those reality shows on television. But Joe Rogan's also – I think he's somebody who uh, who knows Doug Stanhope, who's a liberty-oriented uh, comedian. Uh, also, uh, I think he knows uh, like Alex Jones. and He lives down in the Texas area, I believe. And so he's kind of connected to the movement. I knew that Joe Rogan was friendly toward Ron Paul. I knew that before he stepped out on stage. And I figured Joe Rogan was going to come over and shake Ron Paul's hand and say something nice about Ron Paul, maybe endorse him or something like that. And he did way more than that, which blew me away. Uh, he walks out on stage with a Ron Paul sweatshirt on, uh, basically. Or at least a long sleeve t-shirt. Sort of long sleeve t-shirt. It has Ron Paul on the front of the shirt and then Ron Paul on the sleeves of the shirt. So like any camera angle that was on Joe Rogan, well, you could see Ron, Ron Paul. Paul. Right? Yeah. And so even when you know when you're on these uh, national talk shows, these TV talk shows, the camera usually only shows you the desk, the host at the desk, Jay Leno, and then the first chair. Sometimes they pull out to show you the second person in the second chair. In that case, Ron Paul. And Ron Paul did get pulled out. You know, was shown a few times, but you know. Joe Rogan knew that camera was going to be on him, and so he he wore that Ron Paul shirt. And so for the rest of the show, all you saw was Ron Paul, even though it was Joe Rogan that was there. And he just lavished Ron with praise. I mean, Jay asked him some question like, well, what do you like about Ron Paul? And he said every single word that comes, comes out, out of his, his mouth. mouth. Yeah. I mean, if, if you were to pay for – if you could pay for publicity like that, 
I can't even imagine what that publicity would be. It like. would be millions, I would I mean, think. It has no price tag because it you can't get it's that unique. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know he. You can't buy publicity that good. Jay Leno asked Ron Paul qu- some tough questions um, about because you know, a lot of people have some concerns about his. But he wasn't unfair. His, he, he, no, he wasn't. He asked him some good. He questions. let him answer the questions, yeah. um, and this is the something that no, nobody people are saying. Oh, you want Ron, you want Iran to get a, a nuclear weapon, don't you? And then Ron Paul will start talking, and then, bah! you know, yeah. <laughs> they'll let him talk. They don't right. let him say anything. Um, and you know, the IAEA uh, released a report recently that is very politically charged. That has a bunch of inaccuracies in it. Well, they're, they're accuracies. They're sort of uh, they're, they're tricky statements. Like r- r- uh, Iran had a nuclear program. Yeah, they did prior to 2003 when the IAEA told them to stop, and they did. I mean, so why did that need to be in a report? Uh, seven-year-old news be, need to be in a uh, new report from the uh, – what was it? Uh, International Atomic Energy um, Association mm-hmm. is what the IEA stands for, uh, something like that. Gotcha. So your thoughts are certainly welcome at 855-450-FREE. I just was blown away by it. I thought it was so great. I went and uh, went to ronpaul2012.com. I guess they were doing a money bomb yesterday. I didn't find that out until – Late at night. I, mm. I found that out after Jay Leno, basically, that they were doing a money bomb yesterday, and they were trying to raise $4 million in a day. I know what, when I gave some money last night, they were up to like 3.2. So pretty good for one day's worth of uh, fundraising. Ron, well, Ron Paul could raise the money, and Ron yeah. Paul, I mean, he's got, uh, here I see 3.5 is 3.5. Uh, pretty good. On, on the website right now. Uh, Ron Paul can raise the money. It, as a matter of fact, when it comes down to Republican politics, as a Republican voter in the primary, if you're one in, the, in one of those primary states uh, where we are in New Hampshire, Iowa, South Carolina, Nevada, Florida, mm-hmm. you don't really have an option who you vote for. I want you to tell me more about that in a moment here because it's an interesting statement. Let's talk first, though, to Hassan listening in New York. Hassan, you can bring up whatever you want. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hello. Hey, Hassan. Hello. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yes, um, I'd like to talk about censorship in public universities. Sure. Are you a university student? Yes, I go to um, the City University of New York, York College. And basically, the college has been doing a lot of messed up stuff to the students lately in relation to their business practices. So, like, Like, lately, what they've been doing was retroactively increasing tuition prices. Oh, man. So, basically, for a tuition. How does that work? How can they get away with that? Not sure, but they've been doing it. Like they've been adding three hundred dollars here, four hundred dollars there, so they're increasing it for. And they're just, they're just telling people, yeah, this is after the fact. We've already charged you for it once, but now we're going to charge you again, even though you've already taken the class. Yes, that's basically what they've been doing. That seems highly illegal, but uh, then again, they are state Certainly colleges, immoral. so so they can probably get away with it, right? Yeah. So, like, I basically tried to speak to like as many people as I could in the college about this issue. Trying to work my way up to the, basically the president of the college. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was able to get one meeting with her, but the moment I brought the issue up, she immediately became rude to me, sent me off to someone else. Mm. And they pointed out to a contractual clause that states, like, would you want me to read the contractual clause? No, sure. just, uh, but the right? contractual clause says, uh, we own you. You can do nothing about it. We get to do whatever we want. It's one of these stupid uh, contractual things that uh, nobody ever reads because uh, it doesn't hold any real legality. So that basically, if it's, if it's short, you're welcome to read it. Yeah, the gist of it says, like, the city of University of New York reserves the right because of change conditions to modify, uh, make modifications of any nature to the academic programs and requirements of 
the university and its constituent colleges right. without advance notice. It's, it's very it's common to, to have these corporate uh, agreements that say things like this where, I mean, it really just nullifies the whole concept of an agreement in the first place. I mean, because if the other party to the agreement can change the agreement at any time without even telling you, uh, and even if they do tell you, uh, it's just – it's pretty silly, isn't it? It's outrageous. Yeah, and that's basically the gist of what they're doing in that contractual clause. But I, I was talking to them about this issue, and I was trying to get the answer of, like, how can they retroactively increase the price? Because that that basically binds you to a contract that you can't get out of at that point because the services were already rendered. And in addition to that, I tried to bring up the issue of, like, the contra-proferentum doctrine, which states that vague terms can't be used in this way, but they still are staying by their decision. Of course they, they're no, going to stand doing? by it until some court tells them, shoves it down their throat. Right. I mean, and maybe you know, that why, won't happen. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That sucks, man. Are you going to keep going to school there? Um, not sure. Like, things are just getting worse than that college. Right. And because that's the only like, real I'm way to trying. handle this, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you could try to find a lawyer who will be willing to take the case without money up front. And, you know, that's difficult in many cases. And if you can do that, then maybe you'll have success suing these people. But it may just be best to just pull your business and, you know, go somewhere else. Hassan, thanks for the call and the heads up on that. 855-453. Retroactive fees for college classes. Crazy. one 855 And how far back can they do that? I've been out of college for 10 years. Can my college come to me now and ask for more money? Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're doing a live Saturday edition of the program, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there, including news updates. You can get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there. Use uh, Twitter, Facebook, or email, or more than one if you'd like. It's all free over at news.freetalklive.com. If you want to get your liberty message out to uh, thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece, you could do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. Go to libertystickers.com and uh, you know check out the stickers they've got there. Uh, there's, I'm just looking at the top three on their website right now. Income tax, the law that never was. The French did have a, one good idea. It shows a picture of a guillotine. I assume they're talking about the uh, French Revolution there. And um, you know, some, Here's a quote from Benjamin Franklin. A democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for lunch. It's libertystickers.com. You can have, get some great stickers there and get your liberty message out. So, Mark, you had made a statement about Republicans and voting for Ron Paul a moment ago. Is yeah, right? you know, so um, having looked at this situation, I don't see – now, I, I, what I'm not looking for is for people to rail against why this is unfair, to talk about why they dislike Ron Paul. They can call in and, and say all those things if they want. But what I would love to hear is one person rebut this statement. As a Republican voter 
in the primaries, the early primaries, you don't have a choice but to vote for Ron Paul. Here's why. You can't vote for Romney. You can't vote for Gingrich from a strategic standpoint, and here's why. If Ron Paul runs third, and he has not said that he won't, he says, I have no plans to. Why? Third party. Yeah, run third party. Um, he, he says, I have no plans to. Of course he doesn't have any plans to. He's first in Iowa right now. Um, Depending on the poll, but he's up there. He's right up there. And, you know, I've heard the talking heads on the, the media, the supposedly liberal media on both sides, Fox and, and MSNBC, I've heard both sides say that if Ron Paul wins Iowa, it discredits the caucus. I mean, this is how far these people's heads are shoved up their rectums that they're actually willing to discredit the election yeah. if Ron Paul doesn't – if their guy doesn't win. I mean, it's – They it's can't a, stand the idea that Ron Paul popular. They can't I mean, handle it. If you – if you dislike the media, how in the world could you like the candidates that the media is purporting for you? Mm. How can you vote for Romney or Gingrich? If you think that the, and they're the ones that the media is saying are the front runners, well, they're going to vote for Romney or Gingrich because they're you know likely warmongers. They're likely people that that uh, have bought into this belief. They bought into the uh, the idea that uh, there's people around the world that want to kill us and that, that they they're they're different from us and uh, we need to be afraid of them. And only Mitt Romney or Newt Gingrich can protect us. Well, you can uh, you, see now you're just making a statement about your beliefs, and that's, that's fine. Those are not my beliefs. Well, uh, <laughs> some people's beliefs well, you believe that those people believe that and, and i think are that, there not people out yeah, there that sure are scared eshless of sure the muslim are. horde but those people don't have an option but to vote for ron paul and here's why if ron paul runs third party who wins the election it does he draw does he draw votes from the republican or from the democrat and I he think draws it's a votes pretty, from everywhere dude it's true but in the general election it's pretty much all the experts say and i don't know that it's true but pretty much all the experts say that if ron paul runs third party the Democrat wins. And in this case, I assume the Democrat's going to be Obama. So if you I think want it's fair four to... more years of Obama, go ahead and vote for Gingrich or Romney in the primary. I, I think it's fair to say that Ron Paul will probably pull a few more votes from the Republicans than Democrats. However, he is a multi-platform kind of guy. Like sure. He attracts people from all over the place. I was just watching a video from uh, Sink Unger of the Young Turks. The, they're the... The podcast that beat us one year in the podcast awards, if yes, I'm recalling correctly. in the political category. They're, yeah. they're a big deal. They're a big uh, sort of uh, They're very liberal, successful. Yeah, uh, they, successful they, liberal they, podcast. They used to do a radio show, and now they focus on a TV on YouTube, and uh, they make a lot more money than we do, Mark, uh, from what I understand. <laughs> I and didn't get into this business for money. Need, I don't work with you for money, I can tell you that. Neither did I. But uh, Sank Unger has basically, you know, with this Defense Authorization Act scariness that happened earlier this week, uh, he's... He's blowing off Obama. He's no longer allied sure. with Obama in any way, shape, or form. And he's talking about Ron Paul. Let me give you just a clip here from uh, from his show. This is the uh, the Young they Turks. Are. Look, as you're going to find out uh, later in the program, I am massively disgruntled with President Obama. Like, that's going to be news to you, right? <laughs> but look, on something that just today I feel like kind of broke my back. Um, and, and I look at Ron Paul and I think, Jr. you know what? He's not going to get his way on the crazy stuff. He wants to end the... Uh, federal income tax. You're not going to end the income tax. That's crazy. That's not going to happen. Congress is never going to agree to that, right? He wants to uh, destroy five cabinet uh, departments. I don't think it's crazy, but I think he's probably right that uh, you know one man, the president, can't do all this stuff that Ron Paul wants to do alone. Uh, so I mean, initially he's probably right about that, but but he can stay firm and refuse to uh, you know approve any bills from Congress until they do something like repeal the income tax. Also, um, there. 
essentially any treaties that have been signed are the Constitution. That's how the Constitution's written. The, mm-hmm. the treaties that they sign with other countries are the Constitution also. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way back from, you know, the, the, the one with the muzzle men in Tripoli. But he can unsign those? No, he can't. Oh, okay. And so he has to stand by whatever foreign policy has been laid out in treaties that have been uh, signed up to this point. So That's I unfortunate. But it's just a reality. Yeah. Now, as the president, he is the commander in chief and can move troops around. But if he is, you know, constitutionally bound to keep troops in certain areas, then he would have to do that. Really, I thought he could pull them out from all the countries like in you know, a one fell swoop. You're I can't tell can't you. I that? mean, I have. I, I am not an expert in all the treaties that America has signed over the last two hundred and something years, huh. so I can't speak to that. Now, doesn't the president sign treaties? I mean, isn't it the president that signs a treaty, or is it the Congress yes, who signs you, a treaty? Do you think he can rescind the signature of a previous president? I don't know. I'm, I'm giving you the reality of the okay. situation, my friend. Well, anyway, here goes Department. more. It's like Department of Education <laughs> annihilated, right? I don't know, maybe he takes out a couple of them. I don't like that, right? So there's parts that I really disagree with Ron Paul on. But on the other hand, he's absolutely right on uh, the wars, right? Getting out of Afghanistan, et cetera, et cetera. He's absolutely right on civil liberties, which I care deeply about, let alone the other minor things that he's right about. I mean, some of you could rightfully think major things like the war on drugs, et cetera, right? So as I look at it, JR, I'm beginning to wonder, right? Because I think if Obama's reelected, what's he going to do? End the war on drugs? Nope. There's a 0% chance he's going to do that. What's he going to do? Get out of Afghanistan? He ain't going to get out of Afghanistan. His uh, Defense Department is putting together plans to stay there till 2024, okay? What's he going to do? Uh, care about civil liberties all of a sudden when he's been doing the warrantless wiretapping in favor of indefinite detention? He's not going to give a damn about it. So if I can get Ron Paul, who would use executive power to at the very least do the right things on civil liberties, and then battle with Congress over the size of government. You got to wonder. You- there you go. So let's just give you some example of what some of the the more watched uh, Democrat folks are, are saying here. I mean, this guy is a re- relatively popular guy, uh, Senk Unger, the Young Turks, oh, yeah. uh, relatively popular. A lot of people watch his videos, and he's on but, there. Uh, you know, he's not obviously 100% in line with Ron Paul, but he's basically gotten to the point now where he's saying, I'm likely to support Ron Paul over this Obama. This guy's dangerous. This well, Obama is a liar, and he's, uh, he's threatening civil liberties. There's a whole other video that Lou Rockwell posted over at LouRockwell.com where this guy goes off on Obama. That's great, but I don't think any Republicans voting in the primary are going to be particularly motivated by what a Democrat has to say. But I think I'm not that just talking to Republicans. More important, I understand that, but more important, I'm talking to Republicans in the primary. Would you Democrats like to have won't Re- be voting in the Republican primary. Well, and they can do that here in there New is, is, Do you think that Gingrich and Romney are going to cut spending in Washington? Really? You think those guys are going to roll back uh, uh, 855-450-free. The Ruger Lightweight Compact Revolver is loaded with the latest technological advances and features required by today's most demanding shooters. Models include the original LCR in 38 Special Plus P, the powerful LCR 357 Magnum, and the LCR with excess sights. All models feature a monolithic frame, patent-pending friction-reducing cam, high-strength stainless steel cylinder, and polymer fire control housing. The LCR, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LCR at Ruger.com slash LCR. This is Free Talk Live, live Saturday edition. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything as always, 1-855-450-3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. 
And Mark. And we invite you on over to the website. We've got a shrine of female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program. See it for yourself. And if you're a lady listener, you can become part of the Shrine. Get the details at shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, and shooting gear? Do you have on your uh, Christmas list uh, a hunter or camper or somebody who's uh, you know into those kind of things? Maybe fishing? Manventureoutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything that the outdoors person can need. And they have just simply some of the best prices on the internet. I had a, a good friend of mine who's uh, you know, really into uh, camping, and he went over there and he couldn't believe the prices. Also, you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. The reason that it's 5%, well, you know, the prices are already cut to the bone. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's so much profit built into many of these online retailers. Uh, you know, it's not that way with ManVenture. Go over there, use coupon code FTL, and get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Let's go to you and your thoughts. We've been talking about Ron Paul. Of course, you can bring up anything, but uh, talking specifically about, first of all, his awesome appearance on The Tonight Show last night with Jay Leno. If you missed it, I'm sure if you go and Google Ron Paul Tonight Show, uh, you'll find it because it was it was amazing. His best appearance yet, in my opinion. Uh, great qu- questions from Jay. Very thoughtful questions, I think, for the most part. And Ron Paul given plenty of time, three full show segments to uh, to interact with Jay. And it was just incredible. I thought he did a great job. And he was, of course, as friendly and as on target with message as always. He got out uh, great little statements like, uh, states don't have rights, only individuals have rights. I mean, I just love hearing stuff like that on national television, Agreed. man. I went right out to RonPaul2012.com, gave him some more money. Let's go to uh, Tay, calling from Louisiana. Tay, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mark, Ian, what's up, fellas? Hey, welcome to the show. What's on your mind tonight? You know, I got a couple of different things. Uh, um, I want to make a comment about Ron Paul, but first, I want to dig up an old horse. It's a topic uh, that Mark and Stephanie was talking about a couple of months ago about the issue of uh, spanking a child. Okay. And uh, like I said, I'm, I want to make a real quick comment about Ron Paul and a few. But uh, if I remember right, you were you against spanking? Well, uh, you're asking me, right, Tay? Yes, I'm asking you. Okay, so specifically, I'm tend to kind of straddle the fence on this. Uh, we have, uh, you know, my, in my household, uh, you know, we have one child; uh, he's three and a half, and we have chosen not to spank. I want to try and see how this goes. Um, I tend to think that, uh, you know, that that spanking is overused a great deal, um, and that uh, as far as a parenting tool, I'm not willing to say that uh, people that you know that that spank their kids or abusing them or, or anything like I that. Am willing to say that. Yes, you are willing to yes, say that. I think spanking is very wrong. And, and there are well, a lot of people that, that in the, the liberty movement that believe that. Well, this is my question. And, and I have no no idea you know, how I came up with it, but I thought about Stephanie when she was talking about, uh, in her opinion, spanking is violent. Any, any, any type of putting hands on a child is violent. But, Mark, let me ask you this. What, what would you do if your son... Jack, when he turns 14, 15, he decides he wants to be a football player or MMA fighter. Do you consider that violent? 
Uh, no, I think that it's consensual. Um, you know, I mean, I think that the argument could be made that spanking is non-consensual, whereas football and MMA. Uh, well, it's violent, but it's not aggressive violence. It's consensual violence, right? So two individuals can enter a ring voluntarily and decide to beat the living crap out of one another. I, I think it's kind of silly, personally. But I think what, the two people can duel um, yeah. if they have some kind of, uh, you know, they have some kind of dispute that's enough to uh, to kill each other over. I suppose they can uh, take pistols and go at uh, fifty paces and uh, you know take care of it at fifty paces. Is, uh, fist- pistols might not be a good choice. It's, but. it's illegal to duel, but it should be legal. I mean, if people want to do these things, then they should be able to consent as to As long them. as they don't hit other people with bullets. Well, I was just wondering, you know, what would Stephanie do if she had a son that was playing a violent sport like football, but if he talked back or, you know, or did something he wasn't supposed to do, she wouldn't even spank him on the behind just once just to get his attention. Tay, you I'm know, curious. Like, Obviously, hey, Stephanie... You know, if he, if he, Stephanie's I mean, not uh, here tonight, right? So if, if you want to talk to Stephanie, she'll yeah, be on. I understand that. I, like, I was just looking, I was listening to archive. Right, right. But my suggestion is if you want to talk to Stephanie, she'll be on tomorrow with you, right, Mark? So That's correct. You can talk to her uh, at Sunday. that time. But I think that I'm curious about okay, you, know, you, know what, my real quick point well, about Hold on. I, I, I've got questions for you because, uh, you know, you brought an issue up and I think it's worth discussing. So were you spanked as a child? Oh, yes, I was. Right. Now, it seems to be from the conversations we've had over uh, the years on this program, this issue has come up time and time, uh, you know, from time to time. And it seems to be that the people that were spanked as children are very likely to spank as parents or to support uh, spanking as, uh, you know, as they get older. And I think that that kind of speaks to the point is that uh, violence begets violence. Uh, violence uh, on others creates a cycle of violence or likely well, creates a cycle of violence. Tay hasn't come down on one side or other on this, uh, this point yet. Oh, it sounds to me like Tay supports well, spanking. Yeah, Am I, I wrong? Well, to be honest with you, I've. I've seen it both ways. I I was spanked as a child, but you know, and I've I've never been in any kind of trouble with the law. But on the other hand, I've, I've witnessed a first cousin of mine never got you know spanked. He's in prison right now, you know, for violent crimes and all you know different types of things. So, you know, it just kind of I guess it, it kind of depends on the person. Well, of course. I mean, there's more to raising a child, obviously, than whether or not they're spanked. And I think that this is the most important point to be had here is that, you know, to me, it's not spanking because the fact is that children are spanked a great deal will often, um, you know, they have all kinds of uh, there's there's all kinds of problems later on in life and that kind of thing. But I think it's the terror in which the family unit, the terror inside the, the family unit that that child experiences, never knowing whether they're going to be hit or not um, and in that circumstance. To me, uh, you know, I don't think that a, a spankings administered, you know, on a, on a rare uh, occasion fall into that category. Oh, I see where you're coming from, Mark. I, I mean, certainly uh, more violence is bad compared to less violence. I just think that any level of uh, spanking a, a child teaches the lesson that violence solves problems. And that's not a lesson. But, uh, I think that's a very that's dangerous was, lesson. But I, like I said, I was I was spanked as a kid, and I'm I mean, I don't wish any. I don't. I'm not a violent person at all. Well, I, I believe I, I you. I kind of hate conflict, to be honest with you. I, I totally believe but, you. Uh, I think that uh, you know, kids that are spanked, it, it, there's no guarantee that they're going to turn out violent. I just think that, that you know, there's a certain lesson that is taught there that I think is very dangerous, and I think it's unnecessary. In the same way, uh, kids that are not hugged by their parents, that are not touched by their parents, uh, are more likely to, you know, as I understand it, to turn out to be things like serial killers. So, I mean, there's a there's a real range of how parents can handle uh, children and and you know, difficult. situations situations and i think that uh you know more love and affection is certainly the direction to go in don't you 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I guess in, in my opinion, I guess it just depends on, like, I, I don't see anything wrong with spanking, but I, I think it just depends on how you spank the child. I don't think you should go overboard. Tay, so tell I, me I what your thoughts were with uh, Ron Paul. Well, I voted for Barack Obama, and a lot of people, a lot of my peers, we, I know, it's, it's, well, the best way I can say a lot of my peers, we say that it's a lot of obstruction. It seems like he, he wants to do the right thing, but it seems like he, I don't know, I guess the Republicans never let him do, you know, do what he needs to do. Well, that seems like a cop-out, because right. if he wanted to do the right thing, he wouldn't have uh, stripped out provisions from the defense authorization bill that uh, essentially restricted his power as an executive. Uh, he wants to control people and have the ability to put innocent people in prison without any kind of charges for an indefinite period of time. So there's just no right thing there. He did not do the right thing, nor did he even attempt uh, to do the right thing. He has not attempted to do the right thing as far as getting troops out of Afghanistan either. Again, something he can do without having to ask Congress's permission. He also, when asked for the uh, when asked the question as soon as he was elected about uh, legalizing marijuana, he did not do the right thing and instead uh, suggested that there was no chance uh, marijuana would he be legalized. He ran on transparency, and he has never made any effort to uh, you know to, to but, fulfill that. But all presidents run. All presidents run on or campaign on one thing or another, but it always seems like once they get that position, they never. I just wonder. Yeah, there's a lot of liars in, in Washington, D.C. They're, they're liars, Tay. And so uh, thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you, man. 855 453 is the toll free number. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you are invited to dial in toll-free to 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features we give to you there. Going all the way back to archives, all the way to late 2006, you can grab as many Free Talk Live archives as you want. You don't have to log in. You can just click and download. They're right there for you. No jumping through any hoops. You don't have to click on ads or anything like that. You just get them free at freetalklive.com. There's all kinds of reasons why you might want the GPS black box dash cam. Uh, This is a device that allows you to, uh, you know, have cameras in your car uh, out the front and into the uh, the passenger compartment through the back window, whether Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe there's a situation with a police officer where your testimony and his testimony conflict. You've got video and audio of what happened then we know what happened. Um, if there's an accident and maybe somebody says that uh, you know you did something wrong or something like that, you can have the video uh, to prove otherwise. If you loan your car to someone or use it for a uh, commercial purpose, these things are invaluable. Um, you need this kind of evidence to protect yourself. It's the uh, you can get the GPS uh, black box dash cam. I have one in my vehicle, and uh, as a matter of fact, I'm getting another one for the other vehicle too because I just don't want to be without one of these. It's a neat product. I've got one. Yep. Um, you can go to Freedom Cam. 
freedomcam.net. It's a really great device, um, and you can go get it there, freedomcam.net. It is a great, great gift for the activist in your life, too. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Dwight, listening in Kansas City to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Hello, Dwight. Hey, what's going on? What's on your mind tonight? I uh, just wanted to go back to the uh, the point of, uh, you know, spanking your child and whatnot. I have a, I have a child of my own, and, uh, you know, I was spanked uh, growing up. It wasn't exactly uh, something that they went to first. They usually, you know, try to do the, uh, the talking route and exp- explanations and whatnot. But the only thing that really got through to me, I'd say, as more of a, uh, as a tool was spanking. Now, there have been studies on this and they, you know, other disciplinary techniques like uh, timeout and and things like that have been shown to be as effective as spanking. They don't tend to be as quick as spanking, but they do tend to be as uh, as effective because, I mean, it takes it takes more time to sit a child down, talk to them about, you know, what happened, uh, you know, put them in timeout, then come back, uh, you know, however many minutes later, get them out and discuss it with them, that kind of thing. But um, it does it does seem to be as effective, according to the studies. I mean, I don't I'm not saying that your uh, story about yourself isn't true, but I do think that sometimes people really don't remember their childhood very well either. Well, I mean, you kind of speaking to the same point here, you know, I mean. If you're if you're talking about well they don't re- really remember their childhood or whatnot so I mean how would spanking really affect them either way if they don't remember it? Well, it's a physiological kind of thing. Like there are some changes that could happen in their you know their little brains uh, that early on. In fact, uh, parents, if you look up alternatives to spanking on Google, you get some interesting results. And uh, you know parents.com, an article written by a, a medical doctor here points out that uh, spanking doesn't work. It can temporarily stop the unwanted behavior. But the most effective forms of discipline, this is kind of what Mark was saying, are those that teach children how to control their behavior through internal measures. Spanking may teach your child to be afraid of you when she's done something wrong, but doesn't teach her the real consequences of her behavior or even how to control it. In addition, spanking teaches children that it's all right to hit and that it's all right to be hit. And for me, that's the most dangerous aspect of this. So it doesn't matter if you don't remember and I can tell you that uh, I don't remember much of my childhood, but there is one point I remember, and uh, and I was a teenager when this happened. It was when my mom slapped me across the face. Now, I can't tell you what the argument was about. It was about some piddly nonsense, and I think I said the S-bomb or something like that in front of her. I, I don't really even remember the circumstances. It was that, you know, unimportant But what did stand out for me was that my mom slapped me across the face, and I had never had an experience with her like that in my whole, you know, life growing up. And so that really stands out to me, and it was a moment that uh, made a difference. Now, I think I was old enough to the point where that wasn't going to create that kind of physiological change, uh, you know, to to my brain structure at that point. But uh, you got uh, parents that are spanking their kids at age one, two, three. Oh, below one. Yeah, you're not going to remember it. How how are you going to spank an infant and get any kind of, uh, you know, how is that going to work? In the same way, you're not going to remember not being hugged by your mom or touched by her or by dad at age one because you don't remember anything at that time. But well, yet they find well, out that kids that aren't uh, loved and touched and, you know, had sh- having affection shown to them are more likely to be, you know, serial killers and g- crazy people when they grow up. Right, right. Well, you know, I mean, I'm saying that it was more of a, uh, a deterrent. More, I mean, I, I tell you what, I thought twice before I did any of that stuff again. You know, this is, I, I mean, you're talking to a guy that was spanked maybe three times in my entire life. 
So, yeah, I was I was probably spanked more than that. Um, and I, like I said, I don't. I'm not going to say that spanking is an evil thing, and I don't think that three spankings is something that's going to turn somebody, you know, that's going to warp their brain or anything like that. I just, my, you know, my thoughts about spanking are that I've looked at the, um, you know, the the the. I I've looked at this. I've read the stuff, and I don't think a lot of parents have. And the fact is that timeouts and other kind of disciplinary techniques have been shown to be as, if not more, in most cases, more effective than spanking. But parents go back to spanking because that's what they were taught. They didn't. They never got an instruction booklet. Um, sex is free and cheap and easy. People can do it. They have kids as a result. They never spend any time thinking about it. And uh, you know that, that that concerns me. Well, I mean, don't you have the argument for the other side as well? Uh, I mean, they have studies as well. I mean, you can go out there on Google right now and find an argument for it. As far as it's, uh, you know, I guess uh, if whether it holds water or not has to be said, but I'm sure there's a doctor out there that probably advocates the same thing. I haven't done the research on it. He was it, probably spanked when he grew up, too. Hey, thanks, Dwight, for the call. I appreciate well, hearing from you. I, 855-450-FREE. Sorry, I, I have not seen studies that say the spanking is effective. He may very well be right. Dwight may be right. There, maybe they're, they're out there. I couldn't say that that's the case, but it seems to me when I looked this up, and I looked it up as a person who does not believe. I do not believe that spanking is wrong or immoral or blah, blah, blah. I don't have that story about it. I just I decided... I'm going to take a look at this and and see. Well, as you said, if you spank a child, the, likely the behavior that you want to stop will stop for that moment. But yeah, I what, think spanking can be uh, short-term effective. But what are you sending? What kind of message are you sending? What lessons are being learned? Over at uh, iVillage.com, a crucial 2002 study takes a look at how spanking affects kids. Psychologist Elizabeth Thompson of Columbia University, their uh, National Center for Children in Poverty, analyzed 62 years of collected data. That's a lot of data. And found that the more often a child is spanked, the greater is the risk of child childhood aggression, and other antisocial behaviors such as lying, cheating, and bullying. Children who are raised with spankings are less likely to learn right from wrong and are more likely to misbehave behind their parents' backs. Well, <laughs> One of the pro-spanking mothers in my practice conceded, my son behaves if I spank him, but I don't know if he's behaving out of fear or because he's learning to distinguish right from wrong. Okay, so that, that you know that's a great point there, but one of the problems I have with these studies that make these lump statements, uh, the, the gentleman just called in said that he had been spanked maybe three times, and I don't know that he remembers, and I certainly don't remember how many times I was spanked, but it doesn't sound like he was spanked a whole bunch, is that the anti-spankers out there, my biggest problem with them is they'll say, you know, essentially, one spanking or a million. It's all the same. No, that's not and what this said. Maybe you weren't listening. It'll say that children that are spanked more are more often likely. Spanked. This study, the study that studied 62 years of collected data on spanking, found that the more often a child is spanked, the greater the risk. So okay. if they're only spanked a couple few times, then it's not as bad as if they're spanked every single week. Or every day. I think that there's a huge difference between a child that gets a weekly or more I often agree. spankings it's cumulative. than it's, it's cumulative violence. Than a person who has uh, tried out spanking as a parenting technique a few times or something like that. I think that there's a huge difference in those but that's different not, things. Th- I agree with you. It's a huge difference. The more it's done, the more dangerous it is. That's what the study said. But at the same time, that doesn't mean it's okay to spank your child. And it's what is a what is a better idea is to think a little more. Is to uh, consider some other options and they actually have some alternatives to spanking we'll get into that here in a moment but andrew's on the line listening in arkansas to xm's extreme talk hello andrew hey how's it going guys go ahead with your thoughts going great uh you know 
my my philosophy on spanking is, is is you know there's there's a, t- a, a time and a place and there's a uh, right and a wrong. As long as you know my my feelings on it is as long as it's not a hard enough to bruise your child or break skin, it ain't wrong. And it doesn't matter where you are. So how often is it okay to uh, spank a child? Well, you know, I was spanked up till I was about thirteen. That's not Jeez. the answer to the but question. It <laughs> that's that's not that, that's oh, not yeah. my question. My question is how often. Well, it it depends on the severity of what the child has done. Well, but if I spanking would, is a good but if spanking is a good te- parenting technique, should I not use it all of the time? I mean, why wouldn't I use a good disciplinary technique? Tell you what, Andrew, we'll let you come back and uh, answer that if you would like. Uh, we'll stick you through the news here. Hour number two is on the way. You can bring up what you want. I think it's a really important issue. Uh, 855-453. I'm glad uh, Tay brought it up earlier. And also some suggestions as to how to handle discipline dilemmas without returning or without resorting to violence. It's Free Talk Live. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. You're a Yearly is a bold independent film about the struggles of a middle-class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of this, the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number for you is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And here tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Inviting you to the website, freetalklive.com. You get to control the content of the site, submits different stuff from around the internets, and then others will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your submissions. You get to vote on things, too. And the most voted up, make it to the front page of freetalklive.com. Many more people will see them. So head on over, get interactive, freetalklive.com. For those of you just tuning in, uh, last hour we had, I, th- I believe it was Tay, called in and uh, brought up spanking. And now folks uh, want to comment because, well, it's a, it's a fairly controversial issue. Uh, some people feel very strongly against spanking, as I do. And I'm not a parent. Um, I, I just... I was raised when – and I wasn't spanked as I was growing up. And, and I know that there are parents out there who have had some very challenging times with their children that have managed to avoid spanking them and have come up with other, let's say, more creative, nonviolent solutions uh, to solve the behavioral issues. In fact, I've got some suggestions here 
from iVillage.com uh, as to what you can do besides uh, turning to spanking as a solution. But I want to hear more from you and uh, get your thoughts because others are very, very in favor of spanking. They believe that it solves a problem and uh, that it you know worked for them, so it should work for you know worked when they were growing up, and so they should uh, you know employ the same tactics with their children, which I think of course is a you know dangerous example of the cycle of violence that uh, violence does tend to create in people. But let's go back to Andrew. He uh, waited patiently throughout the news here to get some more thoughts out. Andrew, go ahead. You're listening in Arkansas to XM. Hey, how's it going? Uh, good to be back again, I guess. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, no, it's like the the way my parents did it is it depended on the situation for whether we got spanked. If it was really severe, we got spanked. If we cussed, we got Tabasco. If we, you know, uh, threw a temper tantrum, we got time out in the corner. I mean, my, my parents used a whole array of uh, stuff. And, you know, uh, it's like when I was in the Marine Corps, you know, when we had new guys who didn't know our, know any of the knowledge or knew what they needed to know to save their lives and keep everybody else alive, pain retained. And, uh, you know, it's the same with spanking, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you spank your child, the, the, the pain's going to get it in. Well, not necessarily the pain, but the punishment's going to let them know, you know, hey, that's, that's a bad thing. Um, but as long as you don't go out of control. It shouldn't be an issue for uh, uh, violence with the, with the child. So why do you think that all, uh, all these studies, and I mean, I've, I've looked at this, because I looked at this um, when, I, when we had a child, and it was relatively recently, and he's three and a half, um, and I wanted to know, you know, what, what makes sense to do here? I wanted to think, do the thing that made the most sense. Why do you think the studies all show that spanking is, um, at the very least, equally, if not less effective than other um, other types of uh, punishments, like uh, timeout and other disciplinary punishments? Well, I think a lot of it uh, is from the you know the bleeding heart liberals that are pro or anti spanking per se. Wow, so you turn that it into a political science, issue? Right? Like that wouldn't be science, though. Well, well, no, like, you know, uh, the, the ones that are really pro-anti-spanking, I think, go to the doctors that are also against uh, spanking, and then they get their comments on it. And then that's why the, a lot of them are, are public. So are you um, suggesting that – hold sure on, let me see if I'm clear on something. Are you suggesting that conservatives are more likely to spank? No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying whether it's a Democrat or, or Republican, liberal, or anything like that. I'm just saying that Sounded the like – Pro, you know, they're really anti-spanking people. Um, I just use bleeding heart liberal as a as an example. You know, as a so a you're metaphor. so you're saying someone could be a conservative and also be very anti-spanking. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, because it, it didn't it, sound like that initially. There. Anyway, I, that's, I put it in the so, category of like gun control. You know. Well, um, well Mark, you looked at the studies. Uh, right, you, you this, said is what, you, this is what's curious. What, what, I'm, what, I, what my question is. But wait, is, wait, Mark, a guy you, called in earlier and he said that he's sure that there are studies that say spanking is good. Did you come across those when you looked? I into didn't it? find those studies when I looked, and I think that most people would say, uh, you know, most people that support spanking probably haven't looked at um, the studies, and my concern there is is that they're participating in the logical fallacy of uh, what argumentum ad antiquium, which means that suggests that just because it has been done in the past that somehow it is a good idea. And, you know, I mean, slavery existed in the past. Mm. That, nobody would have called that a good idea. They would have back then. They would have defended right, it. Right. They would have defended it. You know, my, my dad had slaves, and so therefore having slaves is okay. Um, it's always been this right, way. That, so that's a logical fallacy, and it... 
what my concern is with the caller here is that you do you think that scientists are twisting their um, results in order to come up with what they want, and then other scientists that are vetting them through the scientific method um, are then you know backing them up because they they believe that spanking is bad and that they they have an agenda. Yeah, I, I think some of it, a lot of, uh, a good, you know, 75% of them is, is, is basically that way, yeah. Okay. So you're just completely speculating and impugning the scientific accuracy of all of the studies that have been done on spanking because you believe that all of them are being operated by people who have an agenda, or 75% of them. In, in most cases, you know, yeah. You actually have no evidence for it, but it's just your belief system. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, okay. you know, fair enough. Fair enough, Andrew. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. So The I, guy that said that he was sure there were studies didn't actually know if there were studies. He just wants there to be studies it's because a tough situation. he believes I mean, in spanking. We In life, you have to go through life by uh, – you can't you – can't Test and, and everything, right? But when there are tests available, it seems like you modify your behavior in order to co- use what's most efficient. Now, I, you know, I'm not I'm not one of these anti-spanking uh, advocate folks that are saying that you're an evil person or anything like that. I'm for what works. And my question is, does spanking work? And I don't know that it does get what you want in the long term and i think that the very best argument was the one that that one quote from the spanking pro spanking parent in the i village article that you read that said well just because um you know just because i spank my child does what they want in front of me but i don't know what they're doing behind my back and it's because and are they doing it out of fear or are they doing it because right. they've learned what's and it's right essentially and wrong. the argument for morality if you have if you teach your child what's right and wrong teach them what's right and wrong not do what um, not teaching them to behave the way you want them to behave because behavior modification is is one thing but you never really get into the heart and soul of the individual you need to teach it's your job as a parent to teach not to make them act a certain way you are not their prison guard you you are their teacher and i that's that's how i see it so you know you you have conversations with them My i don't think you should spank a, a dog What's I don't that? think you should spank a dog either. I don't know. I think that uh, I think that there's arguments to be had that uh, to, for it. I don't know. That there are always arguments for for violence, but the point is, you can train a dog without spanking it if it does, you know, does the wrong thing. There are other ways to to you know incentivize it to behave in the in the right way. Let's go to John listening to KMed out in Medford, Oregon. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, I just wanted to make. I, I cannot deny the studies are right or wrong. But I grew up in a military academy, and one thing I noticed when we and we were spanked there, um, but it was formal. You know, it was you went to the commandant's office. You know, it was you were read your charges, and it was you know, and then you were spanked did, there. And did I they was, have one uh, of those paddles with the holes in it? Three choices: you had paddles, you had bumps, or flat. You called. Wait, 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 hold so, on. Wait, wait, wait. So there were three different paddles and. Yeah, he gave us a choice. You got one with holes, you got one with bumps, or you got one that's flat. That's so sick. So sick. But 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 my point God. is I think there's a difference between there's a difference between just hauling off and smacking a kid or formally bringing them up on charges. I'm not saying that spanking's right or wrong or that the studies are right or wrong, but I do know that it made a difference in my life to have a formal, you know, have it brought up formally versus just hauled off and smacked like one of you guys made mention of your mom hauling you hauling off and smacking you 
Yeah, that same thing happened to me one day. Blew my mind. It just seems so, like window that, dressing to me. I mean, so this it sounds to me like you've got some pervy guy that really enjoys spanking children, and he so gets off on it that uh, he's got a selection of different paddles. That's just for you making for an you assessment. to choose. I'll we, tell you what, John. Hang we on, we can bring it back here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free. Because I'm curious more about what uh, what happened. Did they bring you up on charges? There a little court trial uh, in the military school before they oh, yeah. whip out the paddle. Eight five five four fifty free, and that makes it all right. More on the way. You can take control, plus some suggestions, some alternatives to spanking. Coming up, this is Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves here, though most people seem to want to talk about spanking tonight. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's fine, of course. 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Inviting you to the website. You can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. We have our bulletin board system over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Allows you to uh, post messages with others who are listeners of this program. bbs.freetalklive.com. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you've heard about the digital currency known as bitcoins. Bitcoins are essentially internet cash. You can use them... uh, You can Use them for free. It doesn't cost you anything to uh, to buy, sell, and trade in bitcoins. They uh, they're anonymous. There are no chargebacks. Um, you know they they have all kinds of advantages over everything else out there on the internet as far as a currency goes. Um, but obtaining them for some people has been tricky until now. Crypto exchange is the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your bitcoins. They also offer a complete bullion store so that you can buy gold and silver privately with bitcoin. If you're totally clueless about the Bitcoin currency, they've got 24-hour customer service. Just visit their website and click on the live support link at the top of the page. You can get to the crypto exchange's uh, website through their banner at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Again, it's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. I want to make sure John had a chance to get his uh, remainder of his thoughts out, and then uh, lots of other folks want to comment on this issue, uh, spanking children. Uh, go ahead, John. Um, yeah, so what I was saying is, you know, it, it sounds it, – it sounds kind of strange, but it wasn't too bad, and we laughed about it when he, when the commandant would pull him out. And as I grew older in the military academy, you know, spanking wasn't appropriate after we got to a certain age. When I, you know, he just didn't do that anymore. And one day he sat me down and you know and had a nice long talk with me about some of the things I was doing, and it turned my life around at the school, and it was good. So, um, I, you know, I'm just my whole point going back to it again was I can see how people or parents could get messed up with, you know, just hauling off and smacking little Johnny when he's, when he's just got mouthing off versus saying, hey, you know what, we need to go talk about this. You're in big trouble, and then, and then taking him aside and then just sitting down with the kid and say, you know what, that's not appropriate, and, you know, whether they choose to spank or whether they choose to time out. That's, it's a formal thing rather than just a impromptu just to haul off i get what you're saying john in fact uh, there's thank you for the call value to what he says yeah there's in fact i was looking here at this article over at ivillage.com the top top 10 ways to handle discipline dilemmas and what he was kind of talking about there is number two which is to pause 
There's nothing wrong with saying, I'm too angry to deal with this now. We'll talk about it later. I think that's one of the smartest things you can do in, in a situation, in any situation where you're feeling angry, whether you're dealing with a child or you're dealing with a friend or you're dealing with a coworker or whatever. Chill out. You know, take a take a moment, take a breather. Don't address the situation on the spot. I mean, there was a situation where I had a phone stolen right out of my hand by one of the city bureaucrats uh, around here in, in Keene, New Hampshire, and I was pretty upset about that. Like, I was cursing and I was angry, and uh, you know, I'm not going to hit somebody, but I, you know, I, I was in a different mindset than I normally am. And when I, you know, a few seconds later or a minute or so later, when I was able to think a little more clearly, I realized, boy, I don't want to be going down that road. That's a really dangerous road to go. Down. I don't want to be angry. That's not the kind of personality that uh, that I envision for myself. But you've, you've got to pause and take a moment and think about these things. Uh, so that was number two. Number one was to be firm and be kind. A child is more likely to hear what you're saying if you use a neutral tone. We'll continue with the other uh, top ten list here. The, the rest of it uh, kind of intersperse them throughout your calls because we have a lot of folks that want to comment on this. 855-450-FREE. We'll go to uh, ladies first here. Daniela listening to WVTS in uh, West Virginia in Charleston. Hey, Daniela, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, hello. How are you tonight? Great. What's on your mind? Great. Okay. Well, first, I would like to say that, for instance, it's it's been looked at as a child is getting ready to cross the street and a car is coming. You're not going, and the child's running out in front of the street. You're not going to say, "Hey, there's a car coming." You're going to scream, "Hey, there's a car coming." So that being said, I have three children, and um. Two of the children never, only one has had to been spanked, and she's 16 now. 16? So she was spanked. She was a child. Mm-hmm. One time. Okay. But the other one didn't need it at all. But the youngest, I think that we have to look at different personalities and different children. Every child has a different personality. And one of the children needs to be, well, shouldn't need, but has been spanked a few times because she responds to that but she won't respond to anything else but the others they simply just were disciplined talked to and that was fine but always thinking it's important to explain to the child what's going on what they did wrong why this is happening whether it be before or after but i was never spanked my mother she showed me a a wooden handle and that was all she had to do but more than likely most of the time i responded to her taking my uh, CD player or my TV privileges because that was something that I wanted the most. So she right. took things away from me. And it did work for a while. And then when I got older, um, I, I reacted to, you know, testing how far I could go. And I was one of the kids that was really bad. I left home at 16. But she never did spank me. And I am, uh, think I'm, uh, you know, I'm fairly good, but I do remember when I was younger, the thing that she did was taking my stuff, which really worked. That worked for me, too. Taking away privileges. I'm curious about this. Now, you know, I think that there's an argument to be had for different children are different and need different uh, uh, types of discipline. I think that that's a a great argument. Did you try um, the the timeout methods and that just didn't work with this child that you believe, um, you know, require spanking? Yes, everything happens first before spanking. Spanking was the last alternative. You always explain to them, you time them out, you take things from them. But that one, my my youngest, she only responds when you, you know, put a little force. Nothing huge, but you put a little force showing her a car is coming. Listen, 
okay, this is serious. This isn't something to play with. She didn't take it by me just saying, hey, a car's coming around the middle of the street. You had to yank her back. And that was the only thing she could understand. Well, I the think there's others, one thing to say for uh, saving a child from imminent harm using force in a situation like that. Yeah, using force in that sense, picking well, a child I, up or something like, like that. If, like if you grab the child out of the street uh, forcibly, that's going to be better than them getting hit by a car. So like that well, makes th- sense. That was, right, but that was just an analogy that I'm using. Uh, that's just an analogy that I'm using to say when things are big or it's something that she's doing could possibly be bad for her to get into a habit of, I stop it immediately. This is bad. I was just using the street as an analogy to say, you know, when something's going on, some kids don't react by you just telling them. You have to scream it to them. You have to, like, get your point out in a, in a, in a harsher way. Daniela, thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing thank from you. Me. Let's talk to Linda listening in South Carolina to WSCFM. Linda, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Ian and Mark. Hi, Linda. I'm to admit my age to you boys because I'm going to say that I'm a self-proclaimed authority on this subject. Okay, great. Tell me about it. Me too, and I have vivid memories of the agony, of the pain, of the fear, of literally hating the person who was hitting me. And I don't care if you're smacking a child's hand. That's excruciating. Smack yourself on the fingers right now. So I gave birth to three children, and I adopted three. I want to hear more about your story in a moment, Linda. Stick with us. We'll bring you back. Eight, that's a lot of kids. Gave birth to three, adopted three, six children, 62 years old. We'll find out more about uh, Linda here in a moment. Eight and what her experience has been. 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Ring up anything. Live Saturday edition. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water. Helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks. Or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything you want via our toll-free number, which is brought to you by SACL CAI. That number is 855-450-FREE. And SACL CAI can help you, Mark, if you're in business. That's right. If you're in business and you, you know, the, the, the vexing challenge of accounts receivable has you down, you didn't get into business in order to keep the books and do it the collections sucks. and all that stuff. Collecting is awful. Yeah, it's, it's no fun. And but the problem with collections companies is they can often, uh, you know, make it very difficult for you to do business because your customers don't like being treated the way they've been treated by collections companies. SACL CAI is not that way. They have uh, built a business to offer an alternative uh, way of doing collections and and that's what they do. So you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. It's SACL CAI. They've been a supporter of Free Talk Live for a very long time. We go back to you and your thoughts. We've been talking about spanking children. Uh, we go to Linda, listening in South Carolina to WSC. Linda, you were telling us you're 62 years old. You've uh, birthed three children and adopted three. So you've had quite a bit of experience in raising children. And uh, you were just uh, just about to get into your thoughts on the issue. But I also want to say my memories of my childhood are so vivid. I remember the fear. The fear is the first thing the child goes through. It's confusion also. Mm. 
And then they do begin to hate. And when I was growing up, schools would hit the children. And yes. there was a two-room schoolhouse that makes me sound older than I am, but I was in the boondocks in Indiana at that time. And the principal was in the next classroom beating the children for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I was a wreck. The fear a child lives in, they don't say things that they should say to their parents or the adults because they're not sure they're not going to get hit. And that will turn to hate. And the, no one knows another person's tolerance for pain. So when I had children, I would take their little hand if they went to touch something that would hurt them, and I would hold it close to me, my heart, and I'd shake my head no, and I was talking to them even before they could form sentences and having conversations. And we would have family conferences, and they would tell me I was unfair or wrong. I respected that. I also would quite often, Ian, to be perfectly honest, quite often they were right. And I was wrong. I overreacted to something. You know, right? I, and I when you're overreacting, you're not thinking straight either. Also, I think kids can understand far more than they can communicate. They, Absolutely, their communication skills are superior on the listening side, especially in the younger uh, brackets. And they are, and I think this is true for you know all throughout uh, childhood that they're better listeners than they are speakers. And just because they can't speak well, doesn't mean they don't understand. Well, some of Jack's first words, my son's Jack's first words were hot, hot. Because he understood, I mean, he understood when we said no, that's hot. He got it. He didn't. It didn't require uh, a spanking in order to to make that happen. And all you have to do is act like it will hurt you, and they'll back away too. And if you want a child's attention, you lower your voice. You don't scream at them. You don't scream at an animal. You lower your voice. So in conversation with my children, and I believe they were all in the range of five and maybe. Uh, oh, gosh, I can't even tell you. It went from five up a year apart, except a couple of them weren't. They were the same age. And I said, hey, guys, family conference all the time. And we'd sit around and eat and put our feet up and complain about things. <laughs> I said, what would you rather? Would you rather be spanked? Would you rather write? Or would you rather be grounded? And it was unanimous. Thank us. <laughs> So, of course, I picked writing, and they all told me how unfair I was. But to this day, my children don't hit their children. They don't slap their children. They don't go through what I went through. And I lived in fear until I was old enough where nobody could push me around again, which was in 68 at 18. And it's terrible. But literally, the damage, this woman that just spoke to you that thinks she has this troubled child, that child knows she's being hit more than the others. And I'll tell you what that child's going through. It's all inside. There are so many ways to communicate. Like Mark said, you can just say hot, hot, or and it's different stages. Linda, were you this spanked child, as a child? Go ahead. Were, were you spanked as a child? I was spanked. I was beat. And if you have one person just swat you for noise, if you have one person that went overboard, it doesn't matter if somebody just threatened you. You live in fear. And that pain turns to hate. You hurt. You're not learning a lesson. You're aware that you're being hurt. I remember it so vividly, vividly, Ian, that you just are aware of the pain. And just like Mark was talking, you want a child to learn. Don't 
give them pain and confusion. They can communicate by a gesture and expression. Before my children would be able to speak, I'd still talk to them, which you guys already know. I don't shut up. Can you, can, Linda, can you give me an example of uh, a really challenging time with one of your kids, like where you were really frustrated by, you know, by something that they did? And- oh, my gosh, honey. They did everything you can imagine. I got a call from the police because I worked with them. Linda, your son's driving your car. Oh, no. And he wasn't even old enough to drive. Um, another time, my daughter came home drunk. Uh, the fighting amongst themselves. Uh, it was okay if they would get up in my face and say, I think you're being unfair. And if a child curses, why would you punish them? They heard it from an adult. You say, you don't have limited vocabulary. Please don't use that language. It's not appropriate. But I think some of the most challenging was when I would see them do things like the drinking. And I would say to them, if you want to drink, let's set it up where you can drink at home. And see, back when my kids were growing wow, up. Wow, you're an awesome mom. I just have to say, that's great. But I could <laughs> give it to them back then. It was legal. Really? And my children said I took the fun out of smoking. I didn't want them to sneak and get hurt or hurt someone else. And so we would talk. That doesn't mean I didn't make mistakes. You know how many times they told me I was unfair. Um, but... The worst thing was when the child is experimenting, like my son came home and said, hell, I tried marijuana. I really didn't like it. They don't have to worry about me trying it. Well, I still wanted them to learn. You just don't accept trying things at your age from people you don't know. So my kids got mad at me because I didn't punish them. I asked them to look up what he could possibly have gone through if it wasn't really marijuana. And then another time... When the children and I were having some problems, which we did, um, because I would take them out of school for quality time because there were so many. I had to work so many jobs. So if they kept their grades out, I would take them out. But I had one child that I took to counseling. I tried. We always tried to talk. And they flat told me they were offended by the counseling. But you have to listen. I think that's the key. You as a parent, you mean? Yes. Yeah. I think you. I think you've just got all kinds of good uh, stories and advice and suggestions, and I really appreciate uh, the call tonight, Linda. Thank you as always. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You know, we've uh, distinguished two different types of, uh, of of spanking corporal punishment here. These. Corporal punishment given by parents, and then the corporal punishment given by institutions, like a school. Yeah, and the American uh, Psychological Association has, uh, you know, not, back in 1985, said that no institu- institutions should not use corporal punishment. And I think that there's a good argument for that because they don't love the um, the the child. I mean, it's one thing, you know. I, I think you could make an argument as a parent for spanking. Um, for you know, as a disciplinary last resort, some children need it. I've I've heard these arguments, and I don't. You know, I'm not going to say that they're wrong. For me, in my life, that's not what I'm choosing right. to do. I wouldn't say that parent doesn't love their child. I would just say they're still making the wrong choice. I think that communication, no matter what kind of p- uh, punishment you use, and this is the problem. One of the I think the single biggest problem with spanking is it can be effective in b- short term behavior modification. But the child doesn't know why. Getting a child to do what you want them to do isn't really the goal. The goal is to get them to want to do what you want them to do. We will come back with more here at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Other suggestions, alternatives to spanking. Number three from iVillage.com, teach your kids 
Instead of punishing a child for misbehaving, think in terms of teaching him to, to behave. I don't like it when you leave your skateboard in the front hall. Next time, please put it in the mudroom. How can I help you remember? one 855 We've got some more suggestions coming up, and you and your thoughts certainly welcome. Plus, you can also bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com Free Talk Live. You may bring up what you want. It is the live Saturday edition, though most people seem to want to talk about spanking tonight because, well, people have strong opinions on this particular subject. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Hey, if you enjoy this program... One of the things you can do to help support Free Talk Live is to become a Free Talk Live amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. You can use Visa or MasterCard right on our secure website, or you can use PayPal and use whatever credit cards PayPal lets you use, which is pretty much all of them. Uh, so go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there and get quick access to our uh, special features like the uh, the forum, the AMP-only forum, as well as uh, AMP-only podcast and more. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. The holidays are just around the corner. This season, consider the greatest gift you can give your family and friends. It might be peace of mind. Destabilizing events are happening around the world, whether it's unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters. That's just to to name a few of them. You need to get prepared and protect your family. For my preparation, I choose WiseFoodStorage.com. WiseFoodStorage.com has all kinds of delicious, ready-made meals. All you have to do is add water. These things are packaged in metal mylar pouches that will last 25 years. They come in a, a plastic tote. They, you can just you know, get them, set them down in your basement, and you're ready. Forever, however long it need, you need to have food backed up. Right now, you know food prices are going up all the time. You buy now, and these things are good for 25 years. I can assure you 25 years from now that it's not going to be as cheap as it is today. So now's the time to prepare. And you never know why you would need uh, you know, food stored up, but it's a good idea to have a certain amount. Just before you do anything else, call 855-FOODWISE or go to wisefoodstorage.com. Use coupon code FTL. That's FTL as in Free Talk Live. Get a free entree sample. Try it out. See how see what you think about it. Um, I mean, these things are delicious, but you get you know you can't take my word for it. Try it yourself. It's free. It's widesfoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. That same coupon code, FTL, will not only get you a free entree sample, but it will also get you 10% off any order and free shipping when you do order. It's the greatest gift you can give your loved ones this holiday season. It's peace of mind from wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. Continue with you and your thoughts, Josh, listening to the Mike 92.1 WXXM in Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, Josh. Hey, <clears throat> Yeah, I just uh, <clears throat> wanted to chime in with the uh, last caller there and uh, share my own personal experience as well. I mean, I agree with everything she had to say 100%. Um, I, when I was 11 years old, I got sent out to live with my aunt and uncle in Arizona for a time, and uh, they were born-again Christians. 
firm believers in spare the rod, spoil the child. Oh, boy. And they really had a good heart, but extremely bad uh, common sense. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, it seemed like every single time it would start out calm with, oh, you're getting one to five spankings. And then as I tried to squirm or try to resist, as I'm getting whipped with a belt, like any child would do, uh, he ends up losing his temper, and it, before you know it, here it's a hundred or two hundred whips oh with a gosh. belt. Good lord! And, <laughs> yeah, I got so an you were supposed to spanking. stay. You were supposed to stay still while you were being beaten, and then you know, had you stayed stayed still, maybe he wouldn't have lashed you a hundred times. Is that the idea? Yeah, exactly. And uh, an extra five spankings every time I squirm or move out of the way. Oh my! Sick. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just I feel. With any uh, instance, when you're acting out of anger, the only, well, first of all, the the logical part of your brain can't even be used when you're feeling strong emotions like that. Mm -hmm. And and second of all, anytime you're acting out of anger, it's never going to go anywhere besides uh, aggravating and becoming more and more violent. Really, it uh, it made me become a violent person myself. How is that? I started getting into fights. I started getting into fights in school. I was an emotional wreck all the time because of the way that I was being treated. How often uh, was it happening to you, by the way, these spankings? Oh, you know, it's been so long now. I would have to say at least once a week there was a smaller spanking and the, the bigger beatings maybe at least once a month. Probably. Wow. <laughs> wow, man. I'm sorry to hear about that. Now, well, you know, and it it is what it is. I... I never had more than welts on me, really, but uh, at the same time, it was so uh, demeaning as a human being. Well, it's also mental, right? It's mental abuse. Right. Well, that's torture. That, yeah. the, I mean, that, that the end of the story here is it may it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a whipping with barbed wire or anything like that. The fact is that telling you that you can't move or react to the punishment and the pain is... That's the torturous part of this situation, and uh, that's that's the argument that I've made all along here, is that my argument isn't against spanking as a form of discipline. My argument is against the psychological torture of children, and I frankly don't think that the vast majority of people that have kids have studied about the raising of kids they they took their 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 lessons from you know their childhood or whatever ideas they had along the way and it's you know it's not effective how how do we know what the most effective ways are to discipline and raise children if we don't look into it well otherwise you're if you if you claim that scientists and psychiatrists and psychologists are lying to you because they're bleeding heart liberals how do you come up with the truth about something. I mean, it seems to me the scientific method is probably the most effective way we have of coming up with the truth about issues. I would agree with that. Now, Josh, uh, how old are you today? I'm uh, 24. 24. Okay, so do you have have any kids yet? Uh, I do not, no. But uh, my sister has three kids. I don't think they've ever been spanked and are the best, most obedient kids I've ever seen. Yet, every time I see a kid... uh, that gets spanked as a form of punishment. Those seem to be the most unruly kids. Uh, and it really, you know, it leads me to wonder, uh, is spanking doing anything besides making problems worse? I, I tend to agree, uh, Josh. Thank you for the call. I appreciate your story, and I'm glad you're all right yes. now. 
855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It, uh, you know, I am against uh, spanking as a, as a tactic because I think it does teach kids that violence solves problems. And I think, uh, you know, I'm very against uh, using violence to solve problems. I think that's uh, incredibly counterproductive. And as you pointed out, or as that gentleman pointed out, there's a mental aspect to it as well. It's not just about whether or not you're hitting your kids. It's about what that means. And it's about what your child thinks uh, after he's been hit or before he or she has uh, has been hit and how that affects their behavior down the line. And as was pointed out uh, over at the iVillage.com piece that we were citing earlier, uh, one mom that admitted to spanking her children admitted that she didn't know whether or not they were behaving out of fear or because they'd actually learned a lesson. And there's 10 alternatives here to spanking. Just going to share them. It's kind of here and there in between throughout your calls. Number four, be positive. Instead of saying, how many times do I need to ask you to brush your teeth? Say, go brush your teeth and let me know when you finish so I can tuck you in. Number five, give explanations, not threats. By giving your child a brief explanation of why she needs to do as she's told, you give her a reason to behave. More suggestions coming up. You know, up. I, I don't uh, – this, this whole uh, give the child an assignment, you know, let me know, let me know when you've brushed your teeth so that I can come tuck you in. It's just not effective. And, you know, to me that that's not going to be an effective tool. My son Jack is going to decide, oh, Really? Well, I've got some things I need to play with then. And, uh, you, you know, well, maybe it just depends on the age of the child. I mean, there are different suggestions here. Obviously, you know, your mileage may vary. Let's go to Esmeralda calling from KMED, listening oh, in Medford, Oregon. Esmeralda, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. I just got and listened a little bit about what you guys were talking about and things that everybody is very against banking or any sort of corporal punishment. And, um, I got to listen to Josh's story, and of course, you know, he was 11 years old when that got, was initiated in his life, and by his his un- uncles, aunt uncle or something Yeah, that's like what it that. seemed like he said, yeah. Yeah, um, well, first of all, right there, that's obviously not a good thing. I am a firm believer in corporal punishment used with love, discipline, and there is a way. My dad used to actually spank me when I was little. And I'm saying little. Once you hit 11 years old, that's that's too old. Your child should already know. You should have already have taught them. And it's you never hit out of anger. My dad literally. How can you hit out of love? <laughs> that sounds so I crazy. Know. I'm hitting you because I love you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think that would work uh, in divorce well, court? You know what? Look, I, I listen to you guys. I want you to listen to me. My dad would say, "Hey, you knew you weren't supposed to do that." And he would give us three spankings. That was it. Never more. And I knew. And I, I, I would know better. I mean, there's a really great book out there from Dr. James Dobson, Dare to Discipline. I, the, what this gentleman what is the, Dr. Dr. James said, Dobson? You know, Hold on. Let's, before you go on, Dr. James oh, Dobson. My children behave so well. What is his they degree in? so well. Everyone tells me they behave so well. I don't sit That's there great, and I'll tell you what, children. we can uh, put you on hold here if you want. Uh, Mark has a question for yeah, you. I don't disagree with that. I was wanting to know what Dr. D- James Dobson's degree is in, because when somebody uses doctor, it always concerns me. I mean, is this a doctor of divinity? Good question. We could probably find that out here in a moment. I know the answer. Uh, eight fi- oh, you do? All right. 855-450-3733. Well, I don't, so you'll have to enlighten me. More coming up. This is Free Talk. People are weak. They're afraid. They want protection. The most basic of freedoms are at stake after a severe economic collapse in 2019. They take our money, our homes, our freedom. We have to do something. 
A power grab by the Federal Reserve is the largest central banking takeover that history has ever seen, leaving citizens with a dark financial future. But a heroic group of rebels plans to stop them. Coming to theaters and DVD in 2012 is a story about freedom versus enslavement and how a group of rebels plan to break the economic chains that bind them in the animated thriller romance Silver Circle. Visit silvercirclemovie.com today to find out all the ways you can connect, like our active Facebook page, the monthly newsletter, and the Silver Underground blog. Join the rebel community by visiting silvercirclemovie.com today. Join us. Support us. We, the people, are the last line of defense in saving our freedom. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. We are here to take your phone calls about whatever you want. Remember, 855-450-FREE. Hot topic tonight has been spanking. Yeah. The discipline of children, whether or not it is dangerous uh, to do this. 855-450-FREE. I think it is. I think it teaches kids that violence solves problems, and I think that's an incredibly dangerous lesson. And also uh, likely encourages obedience through fear, not through rationale, not through explanation, not through understanding, but just simply through fear of what uh, you know violence might might come. Uh, and I think that you know, the studies, uh, there have been a lot of them on this. There was one that we cited earlier, looked at 62 years worth of information on parents and spanking and what happens with the kids uh, down the line that showed the more spanking is employed, uh, the more you know the, the negative consequences uh, come out of it. So obviously, if you spank less often than some other parents, that's better than spanking more often. And uh, according to just a recap for those of you just tuning in, uh, the 62 years of data found that the more often a child is spanked, the greater is the risk of childhood aggression and other antisocial behaviors such as lying, cheating, and bullying. Children who are raised with spankings are less likely to learn right from wrong and are more likely to misbehave behind their parents' backs. We had Esmeralda on the line uh, from Medford. She dropped off uh, during the break, but you had said something before. Esmeralda said that uh, Dr. James Dobson supported uh, spanking, and he's the guy from Focus on the Family. I was certain that he had a degree in divinity, and I was wrong. And I think that this is something that you often don't get on the radio is people admitting when they're dead wrong. Um, and I was dead wrong. The fact is, uh, Dr. James Dobson was, um, you know, had, had his degree in uh, psychology. He was uh, he attended Point Loma Nazarene University, and he was, uh, you know, had all kinds of degrees here. And, and this guy's you know, Nazarene University. Yeah, yeah, excuse me, is that what I said? That's Nazarene? a religious, yeah, university, Nazarene. right? Yes. Okay. So he's uh, he spent 17 years on the staff of the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, Division of Child Development and Medical uh, Genetics. Dobson is a licensed psychologist in the state of California. So, Of course, just because someone's a doctor or licensed doesn't mean well, they're right. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, no, I don't think it does. Right. Um, but, you know, he does advocate for spanking here. And some of his views on spanking are things like uh, anyone who has ever abused a child or has ever felt himself losing control during a spanking should not expose the child to that tragedy. He doesn't believe that uh, spanking should be administered by anyone but qualified parents. Anyone who has a violent okay. temper at times becomes unmanageable should not use that approach. And if they shouldn't use the approach of spanking, does that mean that there are equally effective approaches and then why would you employ spanking? It would be my question. Indeed. I think there, there clearly he are. He says anyone who secretly enjoys the administration of corporal punishment should not be the one to implement it. But if somebody enjoys corporal punishment, why would they, imp- why would they not implement it? 
Indeed. I mean, that seems crazy to me. Um, he, he gives uh, some he gives some advice on uh, how to administer a child here, and I think it's uh, it's it's very interesting. Um, it says, uh, "Yes, I believe there should be a limit as long as tears represent a genuine release of motion. You should be uh, you should spank the child until they release tears. They should be permitted to fall, but crying." Uh, quickly changes from inner sobbing to an expression of protest. Real crying usually results to um, usually lasts two minutes or less, but may continue to five. After that point, the child is merely complaining, and the change should be recognized in the tone and intensity of the child's voice. I would require him to stop the protest crying, usually by offering him a little more of whatever caused the original tears. Meaning more spanking. More spanking. And younger children crying could easily be stopped by getting them um, interested in something else. Well, what do you think of that? What what spanking a child for being upset about spanking? <laughs> I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. I mean, it sounds I, like crazy talk. I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, for, for us in my family, timeouts have worked. Um, I have heard plenty of people say that uh, they don't believe in any kind of punishment. What about um, withdrawal? That, of, that doesn't work. What about withdrawal of uh, privileges? Like, what does Jack really like that you could remove? Like, have you tried that? Has you, have you even need to go on to that I don't stage? Think we're, yeah, I don't think he's old enough for for that. Really, I mean, you know, the world is what the world is to Jack at this point. Removing Sometimes something. though, he likes certain things. Like, he asked you to read him a certain book or something yeah, like that. I'm like, not gonna I'm not gonna stop reading books to my right. child because he's been bad. Sorry, a good end point. of story. Um, you know, I mean, there might be certain uh, certain snacks and things that he wants to get how do you time him out what is the the technique that you use you take him uh you know i don't usually honestly i'm not the disciplinarian in my family generally my wife does it Mm -hmm. um but i don't i I am not the child rearer as much um but uh, she takes him in there i have done it too takes him in um sits him down on the chair tells him why He's uh, sitting down on the chair. Explain what what the behavior was. That is this resulted. like a timeout chair? Is he always in this chair for timeout? Yes. Okay. Um, and so he sits there. He's required to sit for it's it's one minute for every year of age. He sits there for three minutes. Uh, you come back. You uh, tell him what happened. You tell him that you love him. You ask for a hug. And um, you, good idea. You do Hugs some are good. You do some stuff afterwards to play and have fun. Let's go to Dave listening in Maine, Portland, WGAN. Hey, Dave. Hey, how are we? Hey, just great. What's on your mind? Well, all sorts of stuff. I'm listening to this conversation. I'm going, wow, I got so many good ideas. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know I, I'm, I'm not God, but I'm good. <laughs> all right, here's your uh, chance. Go ahead with at least one of them. Hey, I, I, I kid myself, you know, and I, I spanked my kids. I was spanked when I was a kid. But, you know, I, I think most of us, you know, thought that when uh, when we get to be parents, we're going to do a better job. Didn't we? <laughs> I I don't know that I ever I don't know that I ever thought that, but I think that a lot of I think that is a common way to think. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, well, let's go with that. You know, I, I said, well, I'm going to explain to my kids, you know, why I'm doing that, and I, I wrote down a couple of things. You know, always communicate with them, mm-hmm. always tell them we love them, but you shouldn't hide underneath, you know, the truck like that, because Daddy could run you over. You know, there can be danger. Mm, sure. You know, and if if they do it two or three times. Sometimes I think we have to spank them to get your attention. Say, no, we can't do that. We don't want to get hurt. I love you, and I don't want you to get hurt. 
You know, you know sometimes this I is think the argument that I think that is uh, the very, uh, to me, the very best argument for spanking. You have a behavioral issue that you have not been able to address up to this point. You've tried every other means of discipline. Well, that, that we can think of. Right, right. I mean, and, and that's all we'll you can do as a parent is you can think and you can do your very best to try to, to handle it. And then at the end of your rope, you try spanking. And I, I, I'm not going to say that this is a, you know, that, that this is an unacceptable way to do it. And to me, what it does is it shows the child, look, I've tried everything else to get you to stop doing this dangerous well, well, behavior. Well, can, can I interrupt? Uh, sure. can, can we say, look, you know, say if, uh, if we do, you know, um, get in that circumstance and, and we find ourselves slapping that little padded fat bottom that God made, um, you know, can we talk to them like adults and say, hey, can you stop doing that? I don't want to, you know, spank you, but I'm trying to get your attention. You know, we have to communicate. That's the time we love them. We've got to communicate. I think you do need to talk to uh, young people like adults. I thank you, Dave. I appreciate hearing from you. And uh, look, I get it. You know, it can be frustrating to deal with uh, disciplinary situations. Mm-hmm. And if it's the last resort, then that's it is what it is. And I hope that, you know, people try to do whatever else they can and i think stopping and thinking and and giving it time and and you know conversing with your partner if you have one to uh, you know to, to figure out where to go next anything that you can put in between the actual incident whatever anger you might have been feeling in the beginning and then whatever comes up down the line is, is a me, good thing spanking is the last resort and i've but i've what i've decided to do is i want it to be such the last resort that i haven't I haven't used it, and I'm not gonna use it. I've like I've decided to myself. Okay, so um, you know, like to me, I want to attempt this parental experiment of not spanking and see how that works for me. And I don't like so I've got you know three and a half years of continuity here. I don't want to break that continuity. That's what my sort of uh, concern is. I you know I I don't know a single child versus having several sometimes uh, you know parents will make all kinds of different arguments. Some parents will argue that you shouldn't spank too young. Some parents will argue you shouldn't spank too old. It's interesting how um you know the 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 different ideas just on the use of this topic. And you know here uh, so some will say that certain Certain people shouldn't spank. Dr. James Dobson says that. And to me, that means that there are other disciplinary tactics that are at least as effective as spanking. If there are, why would you use spanking? Let's talk to Michael listening in Virginia to WNIS in Norfolk. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, thank you. Uh, sure, there are many ways of disciplining, disciplining a child. There are many ways of disciplining uh, elected politicians. Beyond simply waiting for the next election to come around and not vote for them. I've got to say, uh, I support spanking politicians. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this, Michael. We'll bring you back. Find out here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. DigItPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free 
Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of these airwaves. The number 855-453. That's brought to you by SACL, CAI, 1-855-450-3733. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Mark. We invite you to the website at freetalklive.com. We've got a mobile site for those of you with smartphones who like quick access to our live streams and podcasts. Just visit m, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com. That's m dot freetalklive.com. If you're looking for the perfect treat this uh, for this year's holiday party or perhaps a new gift idea for friends or family, this year consider George's Famous Baklava. George's Famous Baklava is a walnut pastry with over 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo. All the ingredients are premium and natural to ensure only the best taste. It's the perfect treat for any holiday party with friends or family or co-workers. This is, uh, you know, this is a high-end, delicious treat that you can really uh, you know, give folks as a, as a gift, and, and they'll love it. Uh, order by Monday, December the 19th, to make sure you have it in time for Christmas. You can get George's famous baklava at mandrik.com, M-A-N-D-R-I-K.com. There is no C in mandrik, mandrik.com. So we continue with you and your thoughts. We were talking about spanking, uh, but Michael seems to be uh, kind of going into a different direction, talking about spanking politicians. Michael, where are you going with that? Well, uh, here in Norfolk, we, uh, we believe in creativity as an important element to everything that we do. And obviously, if you limit Now, when you yourself, say we, are you speaking for everyone in Norfolk? I'm speaking for uh, the elite class in Norfolk. I'll put it that so way. So you're an elite. Okay, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, what, what we do is um, we want to go beyond simply spanking, and we want to go beyond simply not voting for our politicians. Now, the politicians themselves, when they go to Washington, when they get divorced from us, like uh, like a child divorced from his father because uh, uh, his mother has uh, divorced uh, uh, his father, uh, we, we have to think about doing things a little bit differently. Uh, the politicians get up in Washington, and uh, the Speaker of the House can deny them office space to discipline them. Uh, they can do all kinds of things to discipline our representatives that the general public doesn't know about. They don't know about the politics inside politics. So when we try to deal with our politicians, we're left to deal with those few politicians who appear on the media as the darlings of the media, while the vast majority of our representatives do not appear on those national media formats. So we have no connection with them whatsoever. And we're going to have to decide to do what you've done here tonight. You have given us alternatives as to how we can more effectively discipline our children, because spanking is not the only discipline. And I think you should hold a similar program to what you held tonight, uh, referring to the ways that we can deal with our politicians. Well, now, wait a minute. If you are a member of the elite, I mean, couldn't you just uh, not give money to their campaign? Because I thought the politicians were working for the elites. Like, you know, you give money in their campaign and they go and they, you know, bring some pork back to you and your company or, you know, pass some sort of regulation that hurts your competition. Uh, Are you telling me that uh, you're having problems reining them in when they get to Washington? Oh, look, 
I'm saying there's an unlimited number of things that you can do. You can go to a congressman's office and, uh, and give him two checks and, and just say, well, look, the other check doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, go into effect until you make this change in your policy. And uh, that's perfect. I bet that's legal. pretty. I bet that's a pretty perfect effective legal. tactic. I thank you for the call, Michael. In fact, uh, giving it's incentives. A shame that, yeah, it's a shame that buying uh, politicians works, but buying politicians works. Well, and you know, I think giving incentives is another uh, suggestion here. It's actually on the uh, the list here of the ten things, uh, ten ways to handle discipline dilemmas over at iVillage.com. Uh, but we'll give you number six first here. Uh, refuse to get angry. Instead of focusing on your child's misbehavior and working yourself into a lather, think of each conflict as an opportunity to guide and direct your child. And of course, you're more likely to think of other options if you're not angry. So giving yourself some time is important. That's why they mentioned pausing earlier. Don't uh, enact the discipline right there on the spot. Give some time to think about it and to consider what the best way to to handle that situation would be. Uh, you can't make real good decisions when you're angry. I don't know if you have, have you ever noticed that in your life. Like whenever you've been angry, you tend to not really think about all the options and not think too clearly about things. I, that's absolutely true. Another thing I'm thinking right now about uh, uh, discipline and uh, spanking is is that video that came out of the judge recently uh, uh, spanking the uh, basically it looked like beating a 16 year old daughter or 16 year old daughter some, some yeah. teenage daughter um, and I'm I think it was over downloading music right on the he internet call, he called it stealing okay whatever that uh, whatever his thought was is you know whether it's justified or not it looked really bad and i think that this you didn't know he was being recorded right and i think that this is what it comes down to is spanking is becoming socially unacceptable and you think so i I I mean don't they say that like 70 80 percent of americans agree with spanking i think it's uh i think it's going down that road that, uh, that, that that's the way that 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 that's going and you know, even if you have sort of justification for spanking, it, it you know people people talk about it in the grocery store and things like that. And I gotta say that it doesn't it doesn't make one look good. And the, if there are punishments that are equally as effective or more effective, I mean, it depends on the stu- the study and the uh, information you read. Then why wouldn't you employ those instead? Number seven, give incentives. This has to be one of my favorites. It's one I remember working with me really well as a child where – like I remember when I was growing up uh, and I think it was probably you know early elementary school, maybe preschool. I had a, a star chart and my parents would give me you know little silver star stickers or gold mm-hmm. star stickers. And, uh, and if I were, was good on a particular day or instance or whatever, then I would get a, a gold star for that day or silver star. And then if I – Enough stars result in something great. Yeah, ice cream cone or something like that. Yeah. I mean I don't remember what the, the prize was at the end. But yeah, if I get enough stars – then and probably could slip up once or twice or something like that. Uh, maybe you know maybe if you slip up you get one thing or maybe if you're perfect you get another thing. So you can have different levels of incentives. But uh, you know that worked really well. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to work with every child necessarily. I mean, I can tell you that uh, right now we're dealing with a an issue with Jack that uh, you know incentive all the incentives in the world are not uh, effective. I mean, I could offer him anything he wants and it just isn't getting the job done. What's the issue? He will not. He's gone poop on the potty once and and he, he hasn't done it since. And he doesn't want to go poop on the potty. Oh, darn. And, you know, that's that's that. And I mean, I'm just saying it doesn't work for every child. Right, right. And it every, every technique does not work for 
every child. And this is so you should have multiple. I I absolutely agree. Um, One our thought process is sooner or later he's going to figure it out on his own. Let's talk to probably true. Let's talk to Tim listening to KUSA in Washington. Tim uh, in the Yakima area. You're on Free Talk Live. Tim. Tim in Yakima. Hello. How are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm, I've been listening to this, uh, you know, the, the back and forth with, uh, you know, your listeners and you about uh, punishing kids and what have you. I'm 60 years old. I got a 10 year old daughter. Okay. Uh, for the last three years, she's lived alone with her, her with my ex wife. Mm. Uh, but she was never spanked. She stood in the corner for, you know, a number of times. I want to hear more, Tim. uh, Stick with us. We'll bring you back here in a moment. More with Tim and your thoughts as well at 855-450-FREE. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. Bring up anything that you want. It's a live Saturday edition of the program. We're here to talk to you uh, about whatever's on your mind, though everybody seems to want to have a chat about the issue of spanking and raising children, disciplining them. 855-450-FREE is the uh, toll-free number here. And the Free State Project's Liberty Forum is coming up February 23rd through the 26th. I am pretty excited. It's been too long since we've been to a Liberty Forum. There was a, a, a mishap this year, and they didn't have one due to an organizer issue. They brought the original organizer back on board, uh, and he is putting it together in a big way. I think all indicators show this is going to be the biggest Liberty Forum thus far. And it's always a big event with a lot of people, with a couple hundred, maybe 500. I, I don't know how many people come to this thing the weekend hundreds of people who love liberty will come to this event and uh, and be together and that's the best reason to come along but you also get to see uh, excellent speakers people like peter schiff you might have heard of him he's a big big shot financial advisor this guy who predicted the economic downturn essentially he's the one who gets the, the credit for it at least uh, he and ron paul but yeah, yeah he and of course ron paul has been at past liberty forums and so peter schiff will be uh, one of the keynote speakers also jack spierko uh, is going to be there from the Survival Podcast. Uh, the uh, let's see, Michael Bolden from the Tenth Amendment Center. Michael Cloud from the Center for Small Government. Joel Salatin from uh, the the author of You Can Farm. Another, uh, he's another keynote he's in, speaker. He was the guy, the the farmer in uh, uh, Food Inc., I believe. Joel Salatin is the uh, second keynote speaker. I think he's the Saturday night keynote speaker. And uh, there are going to be panel discussions. People will be talking about moving to New Hampshire and their experiences. There's going to be a civil disobedience panel, among others. So uh, you can come out and experience that. But the real reason is to be around other people who love freedom and who are willing to do something about it. Because a lot of the people that will attend are people like us, Mark, who've already made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, which is a movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all converging into one geographic area. That area happens to be New Hampshire. 
And others who attend will be those who are maybe on the fence or maybe who are planning a move but haven't quite uh, been able to execute it quite yet due to you know, job issues or family issues or whatever other things tying them down, strings tying them down to where they are. It's a good excuse to come up and experience the community of liberty lovers that we have here already as hundreds have already made the move for the Free State Project. So go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You can sign up with using our coupon code and you'll save 10% on the already incredibly affordable uh, price. I mean, the, you're talking about approximately two hundred dollars for a week, a weekend long convention, Thursday through Sunday. Uh, it's a, it's a great deal. You know, add to that hotel costs, and of course, you can split a hotel room with multiple people, so you can save extra there. Uh, again, freestateproject.org/libertyforum. Use coupon code FTL2012. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from there. Uh, so look forward to seeing you hopefully again freestateproject.org slash liberty forum tim is back with us listening to kusa in washington tim you had just barely gotten started you said that uh, you had a uh, daughter and you were just getting into uh, disciplinary techniques and things you wanted to say so go ahead yeah well um you know she's 10 now uh i'm 60 uh she's been living with her mother for the last three years alone because we're divorced but we never spanked her you know, we explained every error that she made. We explained to her, and uh, you know, she ended up in uh, in the corner. And today, she is the top, uh, the number one in her class for the last three, four years. Okay, and never needed to be spanked. Okay, my one one of the things I wanted to say to you and uh, make this broadcast. Uh, to the people that are listening, okay, if you beat a child, you need to go to jail, okay? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, when you uh, say beat, I mean, do you mean spanking? No. Okay. Not spanking. I'm talking about beat. Because I think the okay. line is kind of blurry. I mean, we had a guy call, we had a, someone call in earlier who explained that uh, when he was being raised by his aunt and uncle, uh, that if he squirmed during the spanking, which would have only been five lashes with a belt, it turned into a hundred lashes uh, with a belt. Yeah, I, I heard that. I heard that. Okay, now, that's not what I'm talking about. You don't I'm, think I'm that's, that's you... beating? Well, that is beating. Okay. Okay, but, but uh, what I'm going to talk about is something that I experienced. Uh, and uh, I was in Walmart a couple of years ago, and as I walked up the aisle, there's a kid, probably three years old, maybe a little bit older, uh, in, you know, the, the you know, you've seen these, you know, where the kid sits in the, in the, in the cart. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the kid's crying, and the father is, or the, the man, I don't know if his father would have you, uh, is saying, shut up, stop. Okay, stop your crying. And as I walked by, uh, I heard a thunk. Okay, and I looked back, and the kid's nose is about halfway across his his face uh, on the right hand side, and bleeding like a stuffed pig. Mm. Okay, yeah. I went back there and I said, "Hey, listen. Okay, you touch that kid again, and I'm going to rip your heart out." And uh, uh, He's who the hell are you? And I said, I'm the guy who put you in a hospital. And uh, he, you know, he was stupid enough to throw a punch. Oh, okay? wow. Uh, and he, when I broke his elbow and turned it back, it was a left punch, okay? And uh, 
my training, okay, and we're not going to go into that, but uh, I'm a former spook. My training was as soon as that elbow was broken back, okay, I took out his knee. Jeez. Okay, and then I called nine one one and said, "Hey, listen, we got a child here that needs uh, help." I, I you know, I, I don't think the guy go, needs to go to jail. I think he's had enough punishment right there. Tim, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I I don't think that. Look, as disturbing as spanking or any abuse of children is to me, uh, I don't think that jail is usually a good solution. And I think that sometimes these problems solve themselves. Well, and in this instance, you can see how um, him coming back. And I can understand, absolutely understand being frustrated and upset by this uh, situation. But the threat of violence brought more violence. And it, you know, it continued the cycle. Now, this backs up what you've been saying all along here is that violence is a cycle. And. You know, I don't know whether I entirely believe that that's the case. Um, I think that uh, you know that one can use um, you know force in order to prevent further force, but there's a strong argument that violence uh, begets violence. Right. I don't agree and that threats. violence. I, I'm more of this kind of person who's going to ostracize somebody who's treating their kids in a way that I don't like, or maybe you know work on rescuing the kids from uh, from that family. I can see that being a possibility. Violence isn't my solution, however, it's something realistic, right? Like as as a parent who's abusing a child, there's a realistic chance you're going to encounter someone like Tim if you're at Walmart, and so keep that in mind. Let's continue as we go to Scotty listening to WSCFM in South Carolina. Scotty, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, you you guys were talking earlier about um, uh, Dr. Uh, Paul Dobson. Did I get that right? Yes, James Dobson. James, Dob- James Dobson, yep. Um, and as you were uh, listing off his uh, qualifications, you noted that he had attended a school that was uh, religious. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he went to a, at, at a, pre- a secular one, too. He got his degree from the University of Southern California also. Yeah, and um, that's kind of, that was one of the points I wanted to bring out um, is that when he when it came to the fact that he came went to a religious school, you guys, or at least one of you, I don't want to you know, generalize because I know I heard one. Yeah, that was me. That was that, Ian. Oh, that that was a religious school, you know. So, I, uh, my wife and I are both professionals. I'm a teacher. I teach elementary school, so I deal with lots of children in the day. And my wife is a counselor that deals with children all day as well. And um, we're both religious. So my question is, does religion disqualify someone's expertise i mean is that is that something that no i don't think so i just think it depends on i think it depends on the religion and the beliefs within that uh, religion i think some I of them are say, more likely to excuse uh, raising a, a hand to a child right, but i, I would say that. that probably dr J- james dobson's opinion on spanking it would be my guess here is informed t- by some extent in his belief in a two to three thousand year old document Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. See, and that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. See, my wife and I are Christians, see, uh-huh. and we both now, we both have a degree. And my wife has a master's degree. I'm working on my master's. And well, as a Christian, I have a question for you, and I'd like to bring yeah, you back here in a moment more with Scotty. 855-450-FREE. Uh, you can take control, but you shouldn't call in now. If you're on hold, we'll do our best to get to you. The phones are loaded. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com.
Free Talk Live, the toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves here. Actually, it's 855-450-FREE, but don't bother calling it right now. We're loaded up. It's our final segment. Put it in your phone for later. Right, exactly. Uh, And joining you tonight, as always, it's Ian. And Mark. And we invite you over to the website at freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, uh, do head on over and shop with us. It is that holiday season, to uh, time to buy friends and family uh, you know, some gifts, if that's what you're into. Uh, you can, of course, go any time of year to shop.freetalklive.com and get access to Amazon and Newegg there. And when you click into the Amazon links, uh, Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase. If you click into the Newegg links, then the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund will get a portion of your purchase. So a couple different ways to support uh, some liberty organizations. You can go to shop.freetalklive.com to find those links. Again, just enter through the Amazon links there to help Free Talk Live at shop.freetalklive.com. We're talking about spanking and disciplining uh, children, some alternatives to spanking. Got a couple more of those to share with you uh, from a, a nice piece about you know how it is that that's not the only option people have and Let's go first, though, to Scotty, uh, listening in South Carolina to WSC-FM. Scotty, you were saying that you're, uh, you're religious, uh, you're a Christian, I believe is what you said, and uh, as is your wife. Um, and and you, do you support spanking as a, as a Christian? Um, absolutely. I mean, I, if, I'm, if I'm a Christian and I honor the Word of God, which I do, then I have no other choice because it says, I mean, I, I can't say I don't have any other choice, but in other words, what I'm saying is it says very plainly, that if you love your child, you won't spare the rod. And I'm so, not using the spare the rod. This, this leads first. me right into my question, because, I mean, I used to be a Christian, and I've, you know, certainly I like to think I have some understanding of what it is to be a Christian. Uh, so I guess my question is, is... If if it says to raise, you know, if you uh, you're supposed to use the rod against children in the Bible, or else you'll spoil them. What about the whole turn the other cheek thing? What about forgiveness? That's that's absolutely a part of it. And what you have to understand is that what Jesus was talking about when he was talking about turning the other cheek is when someone has done you wrong, you don't do wrong back to them. And I understand where your argument is going. That if a child has done wrong, that you should turn your back. That you should forgive them. When a parent spanks their child appropriately, they've already forgiven them. They're not spanking them because I'm not going to spank my child because I'm angry with him or because I'm holding a grudge against him. I'm going to spank him because in the real world there are consequences. And what the Bible refers to when it says using the rod against your child is not raising a fool. If you look at the Scripture constantly, it refers to if you love your child and you want to raise uh, a a child who will honor you and be a good child, that's what you do. It's not saying, it's not a matter of forgiveness or not. Absolutely, Christians should forgive. Well, I have this question. Uh, I think that I think that that's a, uh, a strong statement, and I, I agree with that. But my question is: is the is the term "rod" metaphorical? Does no, "rod" mean discipline for the child, and therefore can other forms of discipline besides corporal punishment be, uh, be still be, st- still be godly? Well, you know, I think I think that it can be metaphorical, but but at the same time, it is literal. When you look at the root of the word "rod." in Hebrew that it's talking about in Proverbs, because I just looked it up before I called, it means a rod or a staff or a, a sure. literal... but that doesn't uh, mean that it's not metaphorical. Uh, I mean, it, just because it literally means rod doesn't mean that it does not mean it metaphorically. And here's my question to you. When you spank and discipline your child, do, um, do you use your hand or do you use an actual rod? <laughs> 
Well, no, because I have never met a Christian that uses a wooden dowel to uh, to to discipline their child. My mom used a, a wooden spoon sometimes. Sometimes she used her hand, and so therefore, if you, I mean, if you're going to take this, it is the word of God stance. I, I mean, I, I think that it is a very difficult position to take because if you are not using, in fact, a rod, you are not doing what is godly. Yes, you're right, and that's why I said at the same time it does have a metaphorical meaning, but at the same, but it doesn't mean. Well, that how it can it mean both? Meaning. How can it be both? Thank you, Scotty. I appreciate it. We got to move on here. Number eight, be be flexible. If uh, your little one asks, these are alternatives to spanking. Uh, we've been, been through. We're going to go through ten of them here. Can I just wa- finish watching this show before we go? Be reasonable. If you have the time to spare, make room for your child's request. This is a great way for kids to learn about the art of negotiation. Number nine, drop out of power struggles. Nothing is as frustrating or less productive as having a showdown with your little one. Invite your child to cooperate by saying something like, I've got a problem. I want you to wear a clean shirt and you insist on wearing the same old one every day. How can we solve this problem? Your child is more likely to cooperate if he comes up with the solution. Number 10, be smart. Parents will often deal with problems in a set manner, even if their approach isn't helping. If what you're doing isn't working, find a more effective way to handle the problem. It's much easier to change your approach than it is to change your child. Ask yourself, what can I do differently that will inspire a better reaction from my child? We're going to continue here with Joshua listening in Oklahoma. Joshua, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Wow. Uh, I'll keep it brief, but so much to go over. First of all, uh, I was raised with a code where if I did XYZ, I knew I would get ABC swats. So I was in charge of whether I got spanked, and I used that privilege liberally. Second, my parents actually did use a wooden rod. It was a handle unscrewed from a uh, croquet mallet. Oh, my God. Uh, Like bloody hell. Well, no, think about it. It's I, wide I, enough I am. not to do any damage or even raise a well. Okay? Uh, you only got to hit them once or twice, and they get the point. Oh Most of the time, it did not even draw tears. But it was persuasive. Was it, how old are you talking about here? Uh, the, uh, the, to me, a handle of a croquet mallet is between three-quarters of an inch and an inch in uh, diameter. I mean, that's a pretty substantial stick. Yeah, but how hard do you swing it? I, 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 it, I, I don't know. And, and you're... And you're only hard enough. The, the idea is to provide calculated pain, which answers something uh, Ian mentioned earlier. How can you hit someone and not be angry with them? That's not difficult at all if you're involved in training someone and their ability to rationally control their behavior is less than their ability to cause problems. And you need to inflict some kind of persuasion that is primarily emotional or experience-based. So what about rational arguments rather than, um, you know, than, rather than discipline uh, as a uh, – rather than physical discipline? Sure. Well, rational arguments work great until you've got a fascination that's greater than rational arguments, like children playing with matches. Well, when you, you just take the matches away. Matches, <laughs> well, and then you're going to clear them out of all the neighbors' houses so they can't steal some out of the cupboard when they're over well, there? Well, if, you're, if I mean, they're over at the neighbor's house, you're not going to know about it, right? No, they're going to bring them home and burn down your house. <laughs> well, I think that you know, I think there's an argument to be made for uh, you know raising a child to be uh, you know able to live in a house that has matches or lighters or things in it like that. I mean, you know, fire is a fascinating well, thing for for young children, and I'm fascinated by it today. Thanks, Joshua, for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Johnson, listening in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey. So earlier uh, it was mentioned that. Uh, 
people who beat their children say that they love them. And uh, there's actually this, this psychological phenomenon that the brain tries to protect itself. And uh, many, many years back, I gave you a book. It's actually still up on your shelf uh, called Vital Lies, Simple Truths, The Psychology of Self-Deception. And I read it just on a whim. I saw it and I picked it up and just sort of skimmed through it. And I thought it was really interesting. It talks about stories about a psychologist who gets uh, mauled by a lion, thinks he's going to die, and how his brain sort of deals with the trauma and how the brain allows you to allows it to lie to itself. And uh, what I found really interesting as I was reading the book is I made all these parallels about how people who are abused by government lie to themselves. And uh, there are some things in this that talk about how to sort of deal with that and how to, how to answer that and, and sort of get people past and, and uh, fix them. I mean, because it really is it's like a, a broken part of their brain that they've gone through this traumatic thing, and in order to deal with it, people, like, shut off, you know, certain parts, and they don't deal with it, so they, they lie to themselves, and they create this lie that they have to believe. And if you get them to try and not believe this lie, they get crazy, they get freaked out. <laughs> you know, they, they, they won't accept the, the truth. So how does that tie into spanking? Well, because, you know, parents, they, they think it's a loving act because they were spanked when they were kids, so they see it as love because they've lied to themselves. They've twisted... You know, something that's, like, so obvious. It's like, oh, is this spanking an act of love? Really? You know, like, it's such a lie. Clearly. Well, I mean, if you, hit your, if you hit your wife or hit your husband, I mean, that's not an act of love. Johnson, great point. Thanks for the call. Let's talk to Chris listening uh, to KMED out in Oregon. Chris, go ahead. Hi. Uh, I come from a family of six, and uh, my, my dad never really spanked or anything like that. He was kind of like one of those aloof dads, you know, he's always in the garage working on cars. But my mom, she was the spanker. And she had, like, a uh, this big, thick piece of wood with, like, speed holes in it. It was, like, made of oak. My goodness. And uh, we we got spanked with it, you know. And uh, Do you was, feel like that was the I right choice a, for her? We're oh, short on time. you got to get it out quick. Okay, well, I come from a family of six, so there were some kids that didn't get spanked and some kids that did. You know, there was a little bit of favoritism. But, you know, the kids that didn't get spanked definitely came out... A little worse, I'd say. But. Interesting. Thanks for the call. We're out of time. See you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com. Do you want to do something that will impact the world in a positive way? Do you have a skill or ability that could help advance human freedom? Introducing the Freedom Engineers. Freedom Engineers are a cadre of builders, coders, designers, funders, and more from around the unfree world who are right now collaborating on the technologies and enterprises that will build the free future. Join a growing network of inspired individuals to get the help you need to complete your radical idea, or jump in and lend a hand with exciting projects already in motion. Go to freedomengineering.org to get connected. Sign up for the free newsletter and check out the Freedom Engineering blog to hear the latest about what's happening behind the scenes. Freedomengineering.org. It's time to build freedom.